0: So, it's our hundred fiftieth episode, and uh, I think we I think we should have sponsors, shouldn't we?
1: Well, I would have thought so.
0: We could say that this episode is sponsored by Joe Davis, Independent Celebrant. Yeah. Ten percent off for bulk purchases. <laughs> is that
1: fair enough? Yeah, yeah that would be good.
0: <laughs> and also by Boilers for Writers, a new charity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe not. I, sh- no. I couldn't cope with sponsors. But no, exactly. We'd have to we'd have to be nice about them. It would never work. No, exactly. Mind
1: you, you did found that charity, so presumably you could actually be nice about it. How is your boiler, by the way?
0: Boiler's crap, and anyway, the charity's a scam, as we both know. So I couldn't possibly be nice about it.
1: <laughs> Get on the show. <laughs>
0: Welcome, everybody, to episode 150. 150? It's extraordinary. 150 episodes of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. My name is Nick Page. I'm joined by Joe Davis. Hello. Quite a tired Joe Davis.
1: Yes, indeed. Isn't everyone, though, now? Really? Hasn't it gone on long enough? I think it has. So much is going on. We're all locked in.
0: We're fed up. Well, we're tired of Joe Davis. I don't know if we're tired <laughs> as so. So much truth. Uh, 150 episodes. I find that hard to fathom. <laughs> I know. We were only going to do 10. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, I know. We, we thought we'd be stretching it. Um, and who's, who's to say we haven't been stretching it? Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, like I think so when you've done 150 episodes, you, you can only begin with thanks, can't you? Exactly. So big thanks and a big shout out to uh, all the people who've contacted us, all the people who email yes. us whose emails we can't read out because we can't. Yeah. Can't sometimes we can't fit all them in. You can't take praise or thanks. That's true. Sometimes <laughs> because actually genuinely because they're sharing really deep stuff. And, yeah. You know, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we're kind of really thinking of you, and um, yeah, thank you for in- including us. That's lovely. Yeah. Um. Thank you to all those who contribute. Thank you to all those who recommend the podcast. It's just great. Thank you. Thank you, everybody.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: That is well said.
1: Thank you all. And we wouldn't be here unless you'd asked us to be. So that's, that's. if
0: you don't like it, it's your own time we're wasting. <laughs> 150 episodes, you've only got yourself to blame. Exactly. That's, how, that's what we're saying. There's the title. <laughs> that, that section felt a bit like a rehearsal for an acceptance speech for an award. But uh, anyway... <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. 150 episodes. Let's get on with it anyway. Um, Yes, how are you?
1: Um, I'm okay. Yeah. I mean, you're right. As always, we're coming towards the end of the week, so I'm a little bit on the tired side, but um, I'm still laughing at that map you bought me. I mean, let's not go back there (laughs) because we all know how puerile it was, but But... there are some extraordinary place names in this country. I mean, that's all I want to say about that map. Uh, Yes. if, If you don't know what we're talking about, I'll put a picture of the title of it at least on our page it's quite extraordinary <laughs> so thank you again for bringing me hours of laughter which I've needed at times this
0: week thank you well you're welcome and I think uh, I was only aware when editing last week's podcast really we how rude we were well look, we weren't
1: rude I mean the, we were just talking about place names in Britain that's it
0: there's nothing there's nothing rude about that no that's a good point so once again it's all the listeners fault exactly of course it it's is what you're saying here <laughs> so, well your
1: fault i like to think but yes the listeners as well maybe <laughs> share a certain amount of responsibility if they take things if they take things as being rude when we're just talking yes. about place names um that's all the you know it's not our fault yeah. how are you
0: i'm all right yes i'm okay uh i'm a little bit happier than i was last week thank you very much um it's it's i'm a little bit anxious it's uh it's my wife's birthday Ooh. Imminently, and by imminently I mean tomorrow, <laughs> and and uh, there's a certain amount of present which is still in the post.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're going to say to her? That's not going to wear. <laughs> it's
0: it's not quite a hundred percent of present is in the post, but quite a lot. It was supposed to come today. So listen, if if the delivery man calls, yeah. I'm I'm running out of this this call. Can I just check? Did you order it yesterday? <laughs> no, I did not. Yeah, you no. Did. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. Uh I think it was Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's difficult, isn't it? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a little bit on tender hook about that, but she'll be fine. Mm. Um, so uh hey hey, now here's the thing which I wanted to talk about. Reflecting what? on life. Mm. I bought a desk. Oh right. Bought a new desk. Nice. Yeah, no, £10 on eBay, oh, really? you know, well <laughs> worth it. And we're going to talk about shopping in a minute, but this one I really did need it because mm. basically I've been working on a plank of wood for the last <laughs> year. Um, and it's, it doesn't seem any different in height to the other one or, or oh. anything like that. And yet my back is hurting. Ah. There must be... a
1: Yeah, there'd be something different.
0: Mm. Yeah, one little change of posture. Mm. And suddenly, your body your whole body begins to to, to ache and it may it that made me think listener that, no but it, it reminded me a bit i thought it was a bit like right. in mid faith crisis when you, you you alter you make a tiny little alteration as it were yeah. in theological posture yeah. and suddenly you've got an enormous spiritual backache you yeah. a whole yeah. load of other problems <laughs> arise um that is very true. In a way, I suppose that's what this podcast is all about. And here we are, 150 episodes in. We normally, when we hit the zeros, we sort of give a little reminder about what what the mm. podcast is is about. Yeah. Um, but it did make me think, and I've always argued against this. But you know how that bit where it says people say, you know, if you challenge one little bit of the Bible and you pull at one thread, then the whole thing's mm. going to mm. fall apart. Mm. And and I've always sort of thought that's a ridiculous argument. Mm. That's just not true. But I wonder whether it is a little bit true. It is <laughs> a little yeah. bit true, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Wa- I wonder whether if, if, or even quite a bit true, whether if, you know, you pull, when genuinely when you pull at one thread or and you make one mm. posture change, as it were, spiritually, then a whole load of other stuff happens that you weren't expecting and that that's both good and bad. So, kind of, yeah. I, I try to think back, well, what was the thread that I pulled. You know, what was the... What was the and so for, yes, that's a good for one. For you, what was yeah. the start of mid-faith crisis? What do you think it... Was there one thing that you just tugged at and you thought, oh, and then suddenly everything else cascades from that?
1: I think there were a few. I think it was the whole notion of hell was a big starting point. Right. And and mm. other, other religions. But I, I wasn't in crisis then. I was just pondering them. And then I think... I think when it came to the whole issue around same-sex relationships and things like that, I think what happened was it gave me a big problem because you had to say, look, there's this bits in the Bible and I I really, I cannot ignore these. I've got Mm. to have good answers to this or I've got to change my approach to the Bible or both. Mm. And I think that's when the whole thing started to snowball and I started going, well, what? What, what am I doing with this Bible thing? And falling out of love with the Bible and then falling back in love with it again. And, you know, because you have to go through that kind of angry period with it a bit. Mm, <laughs> so yeah. I think that was it for me. How about
0: you? What? Well, I think it was like a, a bit of a. Thinking about it, I think it was a bit of a floodgate opening in mm. a way in that. For years because i'd been writing about historicity yeah and uh looking at the social and cultural stuff and i've been doing loads of books i think i've been holding a view of the bible in uh, two views of the bible one was the kind of historical kind of angle and looking at it and the other was the good orthodox right. angle and saying yes i understand yeah. what these other people are saying but this mm. and then that moment which i've talked about before where i suddenly realized that actually since I wasn't a paid member of the clergy <laughs> and didn't run a church, and suddenly I realised I, d- I actually had liberty to th- to agree <laughs> with some of the stuff yeah, that, they that they were saying. You weren't going to lose your job. No. <laughs> and so once I tugged at that little thread and thought, oh, hang on a minute, then it was like all the gates opened and then a whole different view of the Bible came in. And, and I thought you summed it up very well, you know, falling slightly out of love with it and then actually yeah. rediscovering something totally different. Mm. So I think it was that that bit really that understanding that I, that i wasn't being employed <laughs> and because i'm unemployable mm. i'm not likely to be employed um you know that that, that really changed mm. it so I, yeah i so i'd be interested to, to hear from from uh, uh all 17 of our listeners or any number of them yeah uh you know whether there was a th- what was the thread
1: exactly what, yeah what
0: brought you here yes exactly how did you end up listening to this podcast <laughs> yeah and so this podcast is a long roundabout way of saying that this podcast mm. is for people who have been pulling at the threads basically absolutely and and you're all welcome exactly and, and yeah and thank you so moving on let's should we get to feedback uh, what we're going to do is in this episode we're going to talk about uh shopping and giving i think just pick up on that but we will talk about some other stuff as well but anyway yeah. what we got and we've had a lot of feedback, but I've got to start
1: with this from Claire. A fundraising campaign. Oh, OK, good. Claire, a beloved listener, Claire, of course, um, is a renowned fundraiser. She decided to send us her latest fundraising campaign uh, that she's been commissioned okay. to do. And it's from Stone the Heathen Tabernacle, Upper Ramsbottom. Oh, great. Yeah, and it says legacy fundraising campaign. <laughs> Support the tabernacle, increase Christian knowledge, improve theology, also known as stick it up a ram's bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Leave a legacy to the stick it campaign or burn in everlasting fire forever. And quite right, too. Uh, Do you regret the lowering of standards in modern society? Do you mourn the passing of stonings? Your donation (laughs) could sponsor our next event. Leave a legacy to the stone the heathen tabernacle and you can rest safe in the knowledge that your legacy will ensure that the elect will continue to be provided for. In order to maintain our elite select group of the elect, we will need funds to keep out those who fail to meet our standards, those with undue levity, those who actually enjoy life and other riffraff. Your legacy can provide enough stones for any unforeseen or unexpected stoning events that we come across. (laughs) By contributing to our funds, you can ensure that smiting the ungodly will continue in your name when you have joined the elect on the other side. And then she says, note, we did employ someone to lead this strategy, but that cost money, so we sacked them and prayed harder. Excellent. I suspect there's a dig in there somewhere.
0: Yeah, there's, maybe there's some pent-up anger in there, I don't know. <laughs> maybe there's pent-up frustration in there. Uh,
1: that sounds like a very worthy campaign. I mean, goodness, we've championed two important charities. We've, yeah. we've championed boilers for authors oh. <laughs> and writers.
0: And now, and now this. from. <laughs> All I can say, Claire, is Ethel would be proud of you. Yes, and uh, <laughs> we haven't heard from Ethel for ages, largely because someone was running out of jokes, basically. And uh, uh, so that's great to have some fresh Ethel material. Brilliant, thank you very much. Okay, well, and uh, well, uh,
1: another Claire, in fact. Uh, Not to be confused. And says this. Hello, Joe and Nick. Thank you for remaining a constant through the last year when much has felt anything other. I love Saturday mornings. I have spread your word wide and far. (laughs) Look for a few subscribers in the process. One of whom is my lovely husband, Paul. And a shared activity we have really loved whilst we have had time in this season is driving a short distance from home to take a walk. On the way, we have listened to your musings and that has often sparked our conversation as we've wumbled along. Thank you. And she says this. I did just want to email about my theme of the year. We are now into March and it is still up there in my thinking and responding. I set a theme last year following your mentioning of it and it was super helpful. I have never really been one for very tight goals and so a theme was perfect. My theme this year is freedom in all senses but particularly freedom from judgement and self-criticism. I've become a huge fan of Brian Draper, following your interview with him some time back. I've heard of him on Thought for the Day, but that was it. Following your recommendation, I've read Soulfulness, loved it, and did his Advent reflections, and now I'm loving his Lent ones. Bear with me, this is where I link to my theme of the year. In his writings, he often picks up on the natural world and the writings of naturalists. Today, he quoted Robert MacFarland and the considered the tiny plant, the thrift, Never heard of it previously. Anyway, it's a little alpine I assume that thrives in tough spaces. Thrift knows hardship is a limit, not a failing. Anyway, that really resonated with me and my theme. It is a trap to beat ourselves up as we face hardships. Viewing it for what it is, a limit, I found helped me remove myself from being drawn in to take it on personally and criticise myself for it. It helps me think thriving and flourishing can coexist with hardship. I love that
0: last line. Thank you thank you very much claire that's uh, that's brilliant thrift knows hardship is a limit and not a failing
1: yeah wrote, that's great i wrote that down that's great that's really good it's a beautiful um kind of mauvey pinky flower um looks a bit right. like a chive you know but a thicker stem
0: okay mm. and uh do you know robert mcfarlane's work he's a travel writer uh yes i do amazing brilliant yeah. so thank you claire well uh, What a great theme, freedom. Really great, Yeah, which actually brings me to themes. Yes, how's it going? Well, uh, I don't... (laughs) (laughs) It's much like last year, really. I mean, we set the themes and, you know, we're stuck in lockdown and what can you do? Um, Yeah. So my theme was, I think you called it Nickness. Yes, Nickness. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. It's sort of individuality, more Nickness, uh, more power... More of me in my life, there's a song there. <laughs> I feel waiting to be sung. Um, yeah, I have started it, I, particularly in the garden. I wanted to make the garden quite individual, so we started to use a lot more recycled material. I've, I'm building oh, yeah. um bits and pieces, and um, I'll put some pictures up maybe when it all comes to fruition. And mm. yeah, I, I haven't done any sort of drawing, I must admit, which is one thing I wanted to develop. Um, Mm. and i haven't done that yet but um i don't know why because i'm three months in really so i should really have uh, yeah you need to get on with it yeah two months anyway yeah so so i feel it's there yeah i think it's i think it's Mm. there this idea of sort of discovering a bit more individuality a bit more but anyway how about hope
1: yeah um i think about it every day Mm. because it's my little kind of mantra before ever i do a funeral and um the other times, you know, Rachel and I sort of say, who are we going to bring hope to today? And, um, and you know, I say, Rachel, you need to bring hope to me right now. <laughs> 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 when I'm in despair. But no, we I do think about it every day. I, I think, like I, we said this at the time, last year's theme uh, was more along well-being. And that felt like it was more for me and more mm. inward facing. This feels a bit more outward facing. But I must admit, when I'm feeling weary and tired um, hope is still there and I still think about it as something I'm giving to others but mm. just recently I've been starting to think about what does hope look like for me and how do I actively engage with hope for yeah. for me personally I, I understand what I got to do to bring hope to others or sometimes I do um, but but sometimes I wonder about hang on what what will bring me hope today? Mm. And you yeah, know, mm. so so there's a, there, that sneaked into it now, which is good. I'm sure you do bring a lot
0: of hope to people.
1: Uh, well, that's the plan.
0: <laughs> I mean, not to me, but
1: <laughs> obviously, <laughs> it's,
0: it's more more on the, the despair end of the
1: spectrum there. But <laughs> shush now. Uh, we've had another email here from uh, someone called Nick. I, oh, I've more lost... Nickness. Yes, more exactly. More power. More of Nick in your life. Uh, and now just the women singing it thank you oh that takes me back Mm,
0: (laughs) you remember how they always used to sing after in any worship song the women always echo they never lead oh no oh goodness no (laughs) so the men sing the first line and the women echo it right i mean and you
1: know i think it's a disfellowshipping Events yeah, if uh, <laughs> to have the women if, uh, sing first, uh, a woman's to a lead and a man was to do a submissively manly echo. <laughs> what would? My goodness, the sky would fall in.
0: Yeah. Anyway, come on. We're about to talk about this, aren't we? Sal? Yeah. That's never. Incredible.
1: Never mind the end of days. Let's return to emails. Uh, this is from Nick, and he is responding to last week's podcast with Margaret. Oh, great. Okay. And, and he says, "This did you and Nick just listen to the podcast?" Quite thought-provoking, to say the least, I lost my trail of understanding in places as my mind wandered off. However, my thoughts are that we use language to help us explore and develop our understanding of the world around us. God, the divine, floaty thing, is supernatural and therefore necessarily beyond our understanding. As we have developed in a largely male-dominated society... It's quite refreshing to hear new thoughts to help us accept slash believe in something we are not actually required to understand or make sense of. Hmm. Big thanks to Margaret for making important strides into our progressive world. Regards, Nick. Yeah, and we, we've had many um, emails in about last week's so and we're, we're going to pick up, I think, some more. Yes, um, yes. Next week. But thank you so much for that, Nick. Appreciate that.
0: Yes, we have had a lot in agreeing with Margaret and disagreeing with Margaret and, you know, and, and commenting. Hmm. And uh, so what we'll do is we'll pick all those up I think next week because it's such a big subject, really yeah but uh, thanks Nick anyway for that and um, yeah. it kind of reminded me that I think it was Augustine who said if you've understood it it's not God or something like that. <laughs> that's really good yeah yeah excellent. <laughs> um anyway so uh, yeah, so we'll definitely pick up on Margaret's stuff next week so if you still haven't uh, have, want to respond to that, there is time to do that that would you like to hear from you please do uh, Joe at midfaithcrisis.org thank you. Uh, but what we want to do now is maybe just pick up on the podcast before that. I think it was, which was about shopping. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be great.
0: So anyway, we did. We we had quite a lot on uh, of response on the shopping thing. Yeah. Some comments on the website, which we'll pick up on. Um, yeah. And and last week, um, a, a listener asked a question about giving, which I thought was a really good question. Mm. So we're going to pick up on that. But uh, have we got any other feedback first?
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just do a couple. Um, firstly from Tom, who says, Hi, Joe. Love the latest podcast. You asked your listeners to write in with what has helped them come to grips with the spirituality of shopping. And for me, it was John Wesley's sermon,
0: number 50, of course. Oh, what a cracker well, that, well, was. that
1: was. <laughs> that was a belter, yeah. Number 50. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: He says, number 49, meh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but yeah. he really, he he it really back, picked he? it up. He bought it back he, with 50. He is,
1: he is. He bought his A game to 50. <laughs> and he, he says this. The sermon's on the use of money. And he summarises it for us. He says, particularly, I found his four questions at the end super useful If you've ever been uncertain whether what you are going to buy for you or your household is necessary, seriously ask yourself these questions. He says, 1. Am I acting not as the owner of my money, but as a steward of my Lord's resources? 2. Am I doing this in obedience to his word? In what scripture does he require me to do this? 3. Can I offer up this expense as a sacrifice to God through Jesus Christ? And 4. Have I reason to believe that God will reward me for this purchase at the resurrection of the just? <laughs> well, <Wow. laughs> slightly Ethel language there, but he says, uh, and then and then Tom says nice things about the podcast, aka blah 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 okay. blah, blah blah blessings.
0: <laughs> but they're good questions. I well, mean, they're, well, they're powerful questions. I'm not sure if would you buy anything if you if you if you asked all those questions. I mean. The, I don't know really about that.
1: Yeah, you're right. It comes back to the discomfort I have always had about buying and should I buy anything for myself, you know, really, in a world of hunger. We're back at that, but at least Wesley's having a go at it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, fair enough. And, you know, I'm sure he, he lived it out. I suppose the thing is, take the principle and say, well, what what questions should I craft for myself? If I didn't want to go with these questions... yeah. And I do think some of them you would think, well, I would never do any hobbies or anything like this if I really asked this yeah. question. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't. But I suppose for me then the, the principle is, is saying, well, what questions would it be good to ask? Yeah. If I'm not going to ask Wesley's four questions, what are Nick's four questions going to be?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, 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 it's strange, isn't it? Because I think Christians always have this guilt. I mean, for me, it goes back... You know, to the beginning of earning a salary and everything, I remember when people were getting video recorders, and I was thinking, could I justify ever yeah. buying a video? And like, I left it, you know, two years late to come to that party. And the same with CD players, and the same now with a smart TV. I'd love a smart TV, but Rachel would always say to me, you, We've got a TV, what do you need that for? And I go, No, but like, look, look how much bigger the picture is, it'd be really lovely. And yeah, yeah, we, we get the one when it goes out of fashion it is you know, <laughs> but the point is I think that itself um comes to the point i've never found a particularly satisfactory answer no to this. i have always wrestled with it and i think i'm starting to think i always will i love the idea of pausing to ask a question i think that's a really wise principle particularly in a in a world of everything is two touches away on your phone yes you know yes. And you can have it tomorrow i think it's really smart to stop and pause the question is is this the best use yes. of my money yes And I think that leads us into questions about ownership. You know, ownership, I think, can be a a bit of an illusion. I always say to Rachel, we have issues with ants coming in the house. <laughs> and uh, we don't really like killing animals. I mean, back in the day, I would pour boiling water over ants without even thinking about it. <laughs> Whereas now, nowadays, like, do, it would distress me right. to do that. But I recognise, I have to say to the ants, look, this is our place. you got all of outside. But I do think, like, the ants have been here probably for millions of years. This is their patch. Who am I to think that I could come on this, call this my house, <laughs> and this is my property? If you're an ant, it's like,
0: no, you are on my property. Property, buddy. So, <laughs> well, if the I like the idea that you're ha- trying to have a reasonable conversation with the ants. That's very lovely. I'm trying to. What if the ants <laughs> suddenly produced a little title deed and said, "Well, hang on a minute. We, you know, in our world, <laughs> we bought this." <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, this took a weirder turn than this I was is expecting it it to. <laughs> And it's not worn down particularly with Rachel, but I just, I feel these things. You know, like everything's a stupid... How long are we here on this earth for? You know, maybe we're getting 90 years, you know, in likelihood for me, a lot less than that. But the point is... You know, ownership, you know, is a bit of an illusion. We're here if we love, you know, to love God with all our heart and soul and mind and our neighbour as and all that stuff. So, like, you know, any money we've got in the bank, it's not really ours anyway. It's just resources that have gone our way. So what
0: are we going to do with it? I agree. I think the trouble is <laughs> I don't want to go through my life feeling guilty no. every time I buy something that isn't strictly necessary. And, and I think... No. So... I suppose for me it's it's about how much is enough and what is the role that pleasure has in our lives yeah enjoyment and uh, and mm. that's enjoyment of objects or enjoyment of, of books or enjoyment of meals or in your case over enjoyment of cheese <laughs> you know um <laughs> I don't know what you mean <laughs> yeah exactly no I agree or driving yeah. somewhere on holiday or that it seems to me that that I mean, biblically speaking, yes, there's obviously the injunction to look, up, look after the poor, but there's also quite a strong biblical theme of celebration, for example, of feasting, yeah. of of having a mm. house. You know, the biblical idea of uh, the Old Testament, particularly the idea of um, uh, fulfilment in a way, is is having a house of your own, a vine, you know, to mm. sit under and all this kind of stuff. In other words, to be sufficient. Yeah. Um yeah. So I think it's about crafting the questions that challenge but don't make you feel, oh, how, what a wormy worm I am. Exactly. And, and I think probably, you know, you with your other job,
1: uh, working with, you know, struggling, persecuted and often very poor Christians, it's not like you hide yourself away in Oxfordshire, immune to the effects of that. You, you hear those stories every day. So it's like, yeah, how do you live with that tension of there are my brothers and sisters living in, in, in the poorest of poor yes. conditions in some parts of the world. There's me living here. I don't want to spend my life living a life of guilt about living here. But at the same time, I do want to know what is a peaceful, respectful, honest way to live. You know, loving God with all my heart and soul and mind and my, my poorer brothers and sisters. And, and how does that work? And, uh, you know, I've got some some stuff I do and some stuff and but i've never i've never felt absolutely settled i've never felt in my life right i've got the answer this yeah. is how much i spend on me this year yeah. this is how much we give away and we can live totally peacefully with that and there's no need to feel guilty ever again you know i i cyclically
0: come back to guilt yes. and do you know what you've you've kind of convicted me though in a way <laughs> i think i should probably wind up the charity uh, boilers for writers <laughs>
1: yeah, it may be time to because
0: it may be that I don't genuinely need need it. I don't think you do, and I think that
1: there's a new charity starting called Cheese for Celebrants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you've got any
0: brie that you're not using, <laughs> yeah. just send it through. Um. So so yes. Uh. Well, leaving the cheeses aside. Um. I think if. It is always a difficulty, isn't it? Deciding what's a need and what's a want. And how how do we do that? And, And I don't know the answer to that. No, well, Neil picks up on this
1: in this next email. So he says this. Hi there, Joe and Nick. Uh, thank you for an excellent episode last week about the challenges of making ethical and sustainable choices in what we buy. This is a hugely important area to me and my work in the world of environmental sustainability. So thank you very much for discussing it. You raised some really important points and were spot on to note the challenges that many in our country face, such as single parents, on limited income must be careful and fully respect their need to simply get food on the plate for them and their children and not to necessarily seek out the free-range chicken. The challenge they face on a day-to-day basis are huge anyway, so let's not add to them. It's really helpful to also remember that people in this situation are already highly unlikely to be jetting off on a weekend breaks by plane or own a car. Mm. They're also likely to already be very careful with their energy use and wear clothes for a long time, often reusing via charity shops or friends and family. As such, their environmental and carbon footprint is already likely to be very low by UK standards. However, what falls on the majority of us in this country is to take a long, hard look at the ethical and sustainability impacts of what we buy. But it's not always easy. Um, For many decades, we have been superbly trained to conflate needs and wants. So here it is. Yeah. It's how a big part of the commercial world works, trying to persuade us that we need that new pair of shoes, that latest phone or that big car linked to that. The fear of missing out has been successfully cultivated for years, tapping into and making home in our subconsciousness. As just one example, when out for my walk to get some groceries whilst listening to this podcast. I picked up a lovely pack of my favourite chocolates and then 10 seconds later remembered that, on a diet, I did not need them, even though I desperately wanted them and they were on offer. Back on the shelf they went. And he says this, and this is really helpful. To help your podcast listeners, I suggest they check out a few resources. Firstly, the charity Green Christian have published their seven Rs, which is an extension of the existing and well-known reduce, reuse, recycle phrase. But taking it to a deeper level, it first rightly asks us to rejoice in all that God has given us and which for many of us, that's already a lot. Being mindful of the seven R's also allows us as Christians to show our love for God and our neighbour, the people growing our food, the animals, those making our clothes and the environments where all of that is happening. Second, Green Christian also has an excellent project called Joy in Enough, which seeks to do exactly as its name suggests. I recommend you take a look at that too for further ideas and resources. And third, Mark Powley wrote an excellent book called Consumer Detox, Less Stuff, More Life. He says, I wish you and all the MFC listeners well in taking your own steps towards a sustainable and more ethical world. Whatever is right for you and your circumstances, it's crucially important, so go for it, Neil.
0: That not is... I've got lots of excellent s- points in there.
1: Thank you, Neil, so much for writing in. And, uh, yeah, that is some excellent stuff there, isn't it?
0: Well, I mean, the point about um, people on uh, smaller incomes having... You know, less carbon being more ethically minded in a way than we are. Yeah. Because they're using less carbon. I mean, that is is one decision that I've taken. Lockdown's kind of pushed on me, but I'm going to take... Is that I don't want to do any more flying if I can avoid it.
1: No, it's a really interesting point.
0: We've talked a lot about that in this house, yeah. I mean, obviously that's going to last right up up until the first speaking uh, engagement in Bermuda. Yes, uh, exactly. Because I think the Lord would want me to do that one. (laughs) Yeah the mfc vegas tour <laughs> <laughs> no i think you know it, it, we've got to cut down on that that's that's great yeah uh, and um yeah well i'll put links to uh, green christian in 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 the show notes and people can check that out and also somebody else i think uh, alicia i think left a comment on the website recommending cons- consumer detox uh, so i'll put a link to that book i don't know that book but i'll put a link and People can yeah. look it up, so it's a good book. So the the other thing was we did have this email uh, last week from David, I think it was yeah uh, about yeah. giving and tithing. What's yeah. your take on that?
1: Well, uh, I, I think I've talked about this before. I think tithing is both a burden and a complete cop out. You know, if you are if you are absolutely skint to to put tithing on someone mm. is is an added burden that I don't believe God would do that to you. Um, Equally, I think, you know, have you just purchased your second BMW or whatever? (laughs) You know, I don't want to pick on BMW owners particularly, but, you know, like tithing is a complete cop-out. You know, just 10%, really, on your salary. You think that's enough? So I find it, I always think it's awkward talking. I mean, I get that there's a sensible principle, you know, about giving 10%, you know, and it's convenient and it's good. But I think people are both persecuted by it and others are really let off the hook. Because So I'd rather talk about generosity than actual percentages most of the time, because I think that what we are called to be is generous. Generous with time, generous with money, generous with resources. So I I mean I very much view, my, view myself as a one man blessing machine. <laughs> do you? I'm I yeah I do. I'm licensed <laughs> to bless. That's it. It's my mission. We've talked about that kind of James Bond thing before, right. haven't we? In like s- secrecy. But I, I just think well I, I, and actually I think Rachel and I are a, a one couple uh, blessing thing because I think that's what we're we're here to do. So we can steward all the resources that we're responsible for.
0: Mm.
1: To to be that and to those around us. And of course, since leaving sort of institutional church, which, you know, we we both grew up in the land of tithing and, you know, you give 10% to church and anything else you give on top of that. Of course, we've sort of rather abandoned that view that actually this is the like all the money we have is 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 you know the divine's money right and so 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 we're now free to really play with it and to have fun with it and to give to people who really need it and all the rest of it so so i think that's a healthier context to do things in and i think the danger of the individualism that we find ourselves in is that we only give to the people we you know it becomes a bit one of the good things about giving to a church is they've done a lot of the thinking for you and they support mission organizations and overseas stuff and it's very easy for us to get insular so we try to be mindful of those other things not just our pet causes do you know what i mean but i do think we're absolutely free to 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 give generously to the things we you know discern are the right things to give to so you know give Give 10%, give 5%, give 50%. You know, what? how much money you got? You know, what's? how much do you need?
0: <laughs> well, I think that's right. I, I think the point is, you know, you can't argue that we are free from the law and then say, oh, but we've still got to tithe according to Old Testament principles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, that's just a complete nonsense. Uh, and right. I think often it's used, you know, to... I don't know, try, try and secure an income or something, you know, to make people feel I've got to do it as a biblical principle. It's it's sort of a biblical principle. But actual fact, that there are all kinds of taxes and all kinds of tithes mm. and all kinds of other mm. bits and pieces. So, so it you know, it just sounds like a, a figure that is just you know grabbed out of nowhere, really.
1: Please, can I do a turn up for the bits? Can I do a boring historical bit? Go, go. I, I, allow me to yawn during it sarcastically. Yes, please do noisily. <laughs> Yes, you must. So here's the thing. The early church, what were they known for? They gave like crazy. Yeah. I mean, you could even argue they gave a bit too recklessly because they thought Jesus was coming back. And so they really, you know, maybe it should have thought it through a bit more, but they gave and they gave and they gave. Right. Go forward a few centuries. Emperor Constantine becomes a, becomes a Christian, so-called. And then, you know, Christianity becomes the religion of the empire. He thinks we've got to get people to give... What are we going to do? No one's going to give like those blooming Christians do because they're nutters. They give so much. What can we do? And then a little advisor comes to him and says, well, you know, we've been reading through their scriptures and we've discovered this 10% <laughs> thing and we think this is a real goer. And so he then, imparts like, hey, everyone, we're Christians. And did you know what Christians do? They give 10%. So come on. Thank you. Thank End of history. Uh,
0: okay. I, 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 yes. Well, I mean, I'm not sure it was Constantine, was it? I think it goes dates back to then. I mean, listen, I'm remembering college
1: lectures from the 90s. So, you know, I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. So, you know, my memory is a little hazy, but that's basically how it went.
0: I'm, I'm sure that... I'm, I'm, who, who am I to question that? <laughs> I may have to do some research. <laughs> no, I mean, the point is, it's principles, isn't it? It's your money and your choice. And the other question that was in david's email about um uh shopping and giving was what happens when we've moved on theologically Mm, you know what uh, do we carry on giving to the same organizations even though our values might have changed yeah Um, yeah but i mean again i think it's your money and your choice and your where you put your money reflects your values you know where your where your treasure is there your heart is and equally it works the other way around where your heart is you put your treasure yeah so if your heart's no longer in some things I don't know it's up to you whether you want to carry on 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 doing that but I I do think it it is all about our heart in that sense it's all about mm. you know what we really care about and mm. what what questions we're going to ask ourselves and where therefore we're going to put our money
1: yeah exactly well listen we should bless off because this has been going on quite long enough frankly indeed so listen everyone please don't forget you are one person blessing machines you are all licensed to bless so please bless off. Go. Indeed. <laughs>
0: uh, can't put it better than that. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be uh, with you next week.
1: We will. Thanks. See you soon.